You have just been invaded by... Hey there guys, this is DJ Slope from Slope's Game Room and you're listening to Slope's Cast, the retro gaming news show recorded live on Twitch with my co-host Grizzly Cryden. If you like the podcast and you want to be in a chance to be on a future episode, then please do consider becoming a Patreon or YouTube member. And if you have any particular news stories that you would like us to cover in a future episode, then please do let us know in the dedicated rooms over on Discord. Plus, if you are listening to the podcast on any of the many podcast services around the world, then please do give us a little review. It really does help us spread our wings and get into the earlobes of plenty of other podcast goers. Anyway, enough of the plugs. Let's get on with the show. Welcome everybody to Slopes Cast episode. I don't know what number it is because we've been doing this now for a good long while. Is it a year yet, Grizzly? Not quite. Um, Not quite. I think we're 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 reserving the face reveal for the year. <laughs> mm, interesting, yeah. interesting. Yes, we got six topics of conversation to be chatting about tonight. But before we get into that, I have got a. A uh, sad, sad announcement, and that is that there will be no Slopes cast next week because I'm going on holiday. How you dare you! Like it. Get. <laughs> How <laughs> very dare you! Oh That's well, it. I guess I'll just just have to play games in my pants. Now that may sound like a good thing. Um, yeah. However, uh, when I tell you what where I'm going on holiday, I think I'd rather be doing Slopes cast. Of course, I'd rather be doing Slopes cast anyway. But I'm going to. Pepper Pigwell. Um, <laughs> at, at, at nine o'clock at night, I'm hanging out with Pepper Pig. No, it's actually this Sunday I'm going to Pepper Pig World, and um, then uh, then we're going to the Isle of Wight afterwards. But uh, yeah, my daughter's at the age where she's at the she's free, so it's like the final year. Probably she can probably get away of going to Pepper Pig World and being like absorbed into that and really enjoying that. But uh, yeah. We're, and, uh, Pig, but I can't believe I'm going. Anyway, take that off my mind. Let's chat about what we're going to be chatting about today. Grizzly, reel off the uh, six topics of conversation. Okay, this week on the Slopes cast, we're going to be talking about Joe and Mac Caveman Ninja making a comeback to modern consoles. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a whole new bevy of quarter arcades to look at, including the likes of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time, Kicks, and uh, of course, I mentioned Polybius in there, but uh, that's already out. So, um, but yeah, there's plenty on the way from Nunskull Games and quarter arcades. Um, System Shock getting a live action series, uh, which is fresh off the press. Uh, we say goodbye to a legendary sprite artist uh, by the name of Hiroshi Ono, uh, who yeah. did a lot of work for Namco, but we'll go into, go into detail there. Um, Nintendo announces the price of Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack, but is it worth it? Um, we discussed <laughs> that at length. I don't too much, but no, no. Carry on. <laughs> and then lastly, we talk about Doom being playable on Twitter. Absolutely. They're really getting everywhere with Doom. Where, what else could they play Doom on? Uh, pretty amazing stuff. Pretty amazing stuff. Now, let's start off with a bit of Joe and Mac. Um, oh, this is great news for me. Yeah. I love this. I love this. I really like this studio. And, and, and shout out to all of those French developers out there, because France is killing it. This, this, this sort of um, indie retro scene, you know, you obviously get the big ones at .mu with, uh, or .emu with... Um, 
uh, uh, obviously Streets of Rage 4, uh, and they've got the Metal Slug game coming out and the Turtles game they're publishing as well. Um, yeah, no, they're, 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 they're kicking all kinds of ass. They did the yeah, that's, it's, it's all coming through Microids. So they, they deal with... Yeah. They're dealing a lot with the old Data East classics, a lot of retro classics that honestly wouldn't have been my first pick for like remakes. But these are still beloved titles. I'm guessing the license is a bit cheaper, but it's clear that they're putting some sort of effort behind it. Oh, and they do, they do. You know, like they've done Toki, um, and Toki's kind of similar to this. I preferred Toki uh, as a game, but um, Toki and Joe and Mac are not the greatest games. They're good. They're good fun. Um, and the way these guys remake them, like the, the, the animation is so sublime. It's definitely got that Euro um, animation style. Like, and it, it just reminds me of every time we drive to France and, you know, you've got all of the, uh, the advertisements on telly for whatever a, 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 a French or European cartoon is being drawn up uh, it always has this style of animation and, and to be fair streets of rage 4 had that as well it's a very a european take on 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 anime um and it's it's so so nice and i'm really excited for this because i think they nailed toki it wasn't the greatest game but it's a remake of a of not the greatest game <laughs> and therefore i'm very very excited this, this company are awesome i've actually messaged them and asked if i can get a, a little bit of a look at this and, and astro i'm a huge astro definitely yeah. they, they they're pulling out all the stops i mean they mm. got a real commitment to the arcade stuff as well so yeah uh, joe and matt caveman ninja were based on the arcade release uh similar yep. to how they handled toki um and it's being done handled by the mr nut studio who originally made games Back in this era, like they did. I don't know, Mr. Nuts. They there's some seriously talented people in here. Um, and they've also going to be adding in an original mode for like a whole new game, essentially, built that's on the Joe and Mac about. engine. Yeah, that that's basically what I'm excited about. I've got a game behind me. Uh it is I'm looking on there. There it is. Caveman Warriors that I imported from Play Asia for the PlayStation 4. That was like an indie game. I believe you can get it on Switch as well. I'm not 100 percent sure on that. It's not the greatest game, but they were trying to they were trying to replicate the Joe and Mac style, and the fact that that exists and it was exists enough to actually get a physical release as well. Like obviously one of these limited run type companies, but tells me that there is definitely a, a bigger fan base out there than I first thought. I suppose with, with Joe and Mac, so it's, it's a good thing. This is a good thing. Nothing but a good thing you could say. Um, hey, I'm, there it is. I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I think stuff like this is cool, and I think. <laughs> Even though, say, Joe and Mac might not be your first choice for a retro game revival of this kind, I I do feel like this should be encouraged, yeah, especially absolutely. like when they're when they're doing stuff like Asterix slap them all. Because I know we've been wanting to talk about Asterix for some time on this on the cast. We always seem to be a bit behind on that news. Yeah, whenever something drops. But um, yeah, it's a beautifully hand drawn. Um, side scroll and beat them up by the looks of it looks really solid and really captures that original cartoon feel i believe they're also working on that marzu marzu game aren't they i think they are yes yeah yes so yeah classic european cartoons and you know as 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 you said about the joe and mac which was a japanese property to start with they clearly understand the look and feel that everybody wants to play joe and mac you know do want to play joe and mac yeah it looks it's, it's great one of those things I'm, I'm i'm almost more excited of how it how it's gonna look i i know they're gonna nail the 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 feel of the game 
but I'm just so because I the, the animation is just so stunning. Um, yeah, and that's probably not the best reason to buy a game. But I'm very excited to check it out. I suppose if you if you like um, uh, if you if you like Joe Mac, then you're going to like this. There's not really much more to say on that. I suppose. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, if you if you really want to try Joe and Mac and figure out whether this game is for you, and you happen to have an Evercade, then you can get that for the Evercade. I believe Joe and Mac is on one of the collections. So. Oh, all right, cool. I will have to check Great. that out. And well, also, no, no, you are right, actually. Yeah. yeah, part of a Data East collection, if I remember. Yeah, that's right. That's right. My my Evercade collection is behind me. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's cool. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm very happy for this. I'm more excited for Asterix because I'm obsessed with Asterix. Uh, that 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 people in the UK they 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 understand, and 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 actually people outside, people in Europe outside of the UK would understand just how big Asterix is. There's a, there's an entire theme park to Asterix which rivals Disney in uh, in France. And um, we always see it whenever we drive to Disney. And uh, because you've got uh, Asterix, who's the smaller one, not the fat one, fat one's Obelix. Um, and he's sitting on top of this massive stone tower. Like, that's the center. That's like the Cinderella's castle of the park. And you just see his head as you as you go past through the um, through the trees. It's, it's nuts. It's nuts. Uh, they've got one of the most brutal roller coasters there as well, ones that really mess you. <laughs> Yeah, but um, yeah. I, 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 I'm sorry. I, this has become a company that I want to check out everything they're doing. Definitely. Yeah, I, I want to see what they do next because mm-hmm. they're going from strength to strength, and the the licenses keep getting bigger and bigger. So yes, let's see what else they can do. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, thank you very much to Acorn Electron for five months of love over on Twitch, mate. I really appreciate that. Cheers, guys. Ah. Cheers, guys. Right, uh, moving over to Quarter Arcades. This came out of nowhere. Now, you've probably seen in the background of my videos, uh, I've always got these Quarter Arcades. I've done a few reviews of them, actually. Um, but I've got the full setup, uh, all of them, including, um, yeah, you've got Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man, and I've got the, 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 the special edition version of Pac-Man. I've obviously got Polybius. That's the latest one. Dig Dug, Gallagher, Galaxian, uh, I missed there one. Yes, I have Bubble Bobble. That's eight. I think that might be all of them. I think that's all of them, unless I've missed one. But yes, I've got all of those, and uh, they are showing off a hell of a lot more. They don't just show off one; they like show off like another seven or something absurd. And they yeah. they do it so chilled. Oh, by the way, here all these are coming out. I'm like what? So you got Quicks, Bubble Bobble, Space Invaders. We already knew was coming, but they're also doing Space Invaders Part Two. And the amount of detail these guys are going to on this now is just, it's absolutely mind-blowing. So, obviously, you know, with these being mini uh, arcade machines, you know, you've got a flat screen rather than the, the the domed CRT. But they're actually creating this sort of, like, um, I suppose, like, yeah, that goes over the top that would actually give it that style. Um Space Invaders is one that everyone always wants, but that's actually done with a reflection, and they're having to get the right type of lighting to reflect uh, all the way through with mirrors. I'm like, the amount of effort these guys are going to, these are not just bog-standard um, uh, machines all, all put together. It, it's it's unreal, the amount of stuff they're doing for this. It, it, have you got any of these? Um, no, I don't. I've, I've, I've tried the Pac-Man one. I thought it was really, really cool. Yeah. I do find them a tad pricey, but I also understand that this isn't your garden variety like mini arcade machine. Yeah, this is like a hobbyist's collectible. It's, it's like ha- having a statue of the character as much as it is a playable device. It's, it's a great, great little detailed item, and it's actually made of wood. Which I was actually surprised me. I thought these kind of things you can kind of uh, 
you know, cheese out in plastic if you wanted. Um, yeah. Yeah. They, they're um, not. They're actually fully detailed. They even have the the little arcade plaque on the back. Uh, the the mm-hmm. little touchable buttons. Some of them have USB sockets hidden behind the coin doors. I love stuff like that. It's like a it's a proper gadget, a proper what toy for us. Collectors. I really like about this. Uh, this is one that they want to bring out, Jungle King, but they're having um, like licensing issues. This video goes into detail about all the different issues they have. Um, yeah. Over- they can and can't so that's really quite exciting to see behind the scenes this isn't like a big reveal video or anything like that uh they're explaining here how that went into a jungle hunt game and then into another game after that so they're just trying to now they're, they're putting the word out hey has anyone got one of these machines so we can come in and take pictures of them to recreate for this i mean it is a it's becoming a massive collaborative effort by this yeah um, um and yeah that's what it eventually become pirate pete so, uh, yeah, they're, they're trying to get the, the, the correct artwork in so they can redo it. Um, now, on top of all this, what they also um, uh, showed off with these particular arcade machines, go back to it, is what really blew me away is the actual setup that they've put with the fake carpet and these tiny little mini extractor fans in the background and the tiny little bricks behind oh, it yeah. make it look like a proper diorama of an old arcade. Um, they showed it off a little bit more. Um, as the video goes on, but th- this isn't even all of them. Here's another thing they've done: a Pepsi. I, I love this. I think that's so cool. Isn't it's a so cool. It's a USB charger for the other uh, quarter arcade. So all of these things run on a single USB. Yeah. So the Pepsi machine is actually there to be both like a power bank to the rest of the arcade, so you can create your own little diorama setup. Yeah. I love this so much. So cool, isn't it? Because it, they're really committed to this whole idea of creating your own like shelf arcade. An officially released Pepsi fake vending machine that's going to charge the rest of your units. It's so cool. It's so cool. I, you know what? Like I've been um, chatting to some of the people that work on this sort of stuff after this was announced, and I can't say too much, but they've been getting a lot of people talk to them about these these uh, the Pepsi thing and the and the small stalls and all that sort of stuff. So I really hope. They, they 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 provide more things like this because yeah i mean i i do play these but whenever we have people around i always like to get these these machines down and people always have a good play with them and they, they, they spend a lot longer on them than you would expect um but um i i i really they, they are a hardcore display piece as well and oh, it's so so nice like the, the little stool next to it is the right size like right now, that looks like a real arcade. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's I think so what nice. I I think what I'd love is if that Pepsi machine comes with removable decals. If you can change it to like the different like versions of the Pepsi machine, because of course the machine itself, when you looked at the vendor machines back in the day, they were the all the same machine, but they would change the the face here like constantly to keep it fresh that's the pepsi i remember from the arcades way back in the day mm-hmm. but um i also remember seeing a lot of the phantom menace pepsi machine when they had when they were releasing that in 1999 i would love to recreate that i know they're going for something 80s and early 90s i would love to just change that out every now and then just to make keep it fresh yeah. i think that'd be awesome um i'm also loving what they did with polybius which is what we put in the title sorry yeah. what i put in the title but um <laughs> i'm also very aware that it came out a bit earlier um that is not really a game it's kind of like a hypnotic display isn't it and it's yeah got i've the actually got USB one um, the 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 little joystick doesn't move and you can't push in the button 
Um, but there's a little um, flap on the back which open up and you can connect all your uh, USBs to the other machines. It is a lifesaver. Yeah. Um, before this, I would have to get them all down, connect them all up, and then put them all back. And it just took so long. Like now, it's just all they're always plugged in, and it's just they're always charged. It's really, really good. Um, he's also showing off now for people that are, are, are listening, not watching. They're also going to be doing Turtles in Time. Um, what is it, Turtles in Time, and what was the other Turtles game? Uh, uh, I think it's the tur- uh, the normal Turtles, the first arcade machine, yeah. and then Turtles in Time, which is, yeah. of course, the one everyone loves. Um, but what's really cool is it's actually got the four player stick setup. But yeah, of course, because it's super tiny. Um, they've included USB ports and the ability to use a uh, a uh, two button controller like an NES pad. Yeah, so you can continue playing. Again, super cool. Um, not, I mean, we've seen this in the arcade one up version. We've seen like um, I think three quarter scale ones. So it's, it only makes sense that we'd get a quarter arcade as well. It's great to see all of this coming in. Goat King says there, DJ, uh, DJ, show your Polybius uh, so we can go crazy and die. I, unfortunately, I, I'm in my office right now, but and, and it, that's all set up in the game room office um, uh, studio. Like um, but um, yeah, what's really, really cool about that is, let me just go forward so you can get all these uh, shots. There we go. Nice panoramic shots of it all. Um, what, what's, what's really cool about the Polybius thing, so it's playing a video of a game, uh, and every so often it keeps glitching. And you start hearing these rumble noises, and then right at the end, it all breaks and it all goes weird. And you start hearing seeing the spiral hypnotic signs, and then it uploads all of the user's data. You just start hearing a dial-up modem. And it uploads all of the data of all the people that it's uh, like I don't know taken taken data from, like you know the big government agency. And then when you, I recorded it with my phone, and then really slowed it down. And my name is in there because I was an original backer because it was originally a kickstarter that one but you start to see all these different other youtubers like i saw larry's in now saw ashen's is in now saw the irate gamer you know like neo was it uh, the irate you know the old irate gamer um he's in there <laughs> there's all these different youtubers that are all in there it's quite funny that have all bought one <laughs> and all backed it on kickstarter and there's obviously a thousand other names as well but um yeah, like this actually makes me want to rebuild my shelving uh, with some, you know, fake carpet and, you know, nice little backdrops and like make it look like a proper arcade the way it's shown off in this video because it's so nice. So, so nice. But uh, yeah, here we go. what's not to love? I love, again, the diorama. I keep talking about the diorama, but it's awesome. Uh, I love that they even got the, the little arcade uh, carpet from the 80s there, the yeah. black neon. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. More, more of this, please. Absolutely, absolutely. <sighs> nice, nice, nice. Yes, now. yes. So I was, I'm sorry. I've just seen um, Mike, Mike and Goat King have both said similar. What you need is the stubbed out cigarette ash in the carpet, um, yep. and then also the Siggy machine uh, to go go next to your Pepsi machine. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be authentic until it stinks. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> awesome I, re- I really like it it makes me desperately want to rebuild it myself right now let's chat about system shock yeah system shock back in the day i love me some system shock yeah i mean you wouldn't have like the majority of modern rpg shoot 'em ups without it it's mm-hmm. it really was revolutionary back in the day and if you we're looking watching some original system shock footage and it's not much to look at because it was tail end of the dos era um, and this is about as 3D as it gets. But um, when it got to System Shock 2, 
of course. That's when we first started seeing like the true horror aspects and the amount of like detail and depth that goes into a game like that. Um, for lo- so for those unfamiliar, System Shock is a game all about uh, being on essentially a space station and you're trying to escape, evade and destroy um, a rogue computer AI by the name of Shodan. Um, and it's genuinely one of the most chilling like first person shooters ever created, I believe. And it's the pre predecessor, of course, to Bioshock. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh... I've, I've honestly actually played Bioshock more than System Shock. I've never properly given System Shock a lot of time, and I need to I need to change that as a retro gamer historian chap. <laughs> I need to wait learn for the enhanced edition for the first yeah. one. I believe, yeah, I, I, I saw the trailer for that. It looks beautiful. So the Night Night Dive Studios uh, recently got the rights to System Shock, um, and they are working on an enhanced edition for the for the first game. So that's a full gr- uh, from the ground up remake. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about a live action TV series of some kind, uh, which is coming to binge.com, which is something I only recently heard of, but heard about myself, which is an alternative to uh, the lovely Twitch and YouTube gaming. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it's going to be the story of the first game uh, retold in a live action setting. It's pretty neat. So uh, we're looking at footage right now of System Shock re. Uh, Enhanced, which is a drastic improvement. (laughs) I can see what that how they've upgraded it because they still kept that original style, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's a little bit different, isn't it? Wow, oh, yeah, totally, yeah. Um, but yeah, System Shock, if you've never played it, um, and I'd imagine that a lot of people here haven't because it was uh, it was a game that required a bit more juice back in the day to get running on the PC and Mm -hmm. to get it running on a PC today. Uh, it's quite tricky unless you use something like good old games. It is well worth a try. Um, and it's, again, one of the greatest sci-fi shoot-em-ups with RPG mechanics you can find. As I say, games like Deus Ex, Bioshock, wouldn't be able to exist without it. Um, and then the story, I'm hoping, will be accurately reflected and come off really nicely in this uh, TV series. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I haven't really got much to say. I don't know much about System Shock. I know all of the uh, the meme bits, but uh, that, that sort of thing. And I know a little bit about like the history, but not too much. Um, it's something that I've never, it's, you know, it's on the old to play one day list. Uh, we've all got those massive lists and this is one that I need to really catch up on. Definitely. In all honesty, I'm probably just going to keep an eye on when the remake comes out because it looks utterly fantastic. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's, it's got a bit of a, an alien isolation vibe to it. Sort <laughs> of. It's It's got a lot of that um, isolated gameplay where everything's quite threatening and trying to kill you but you also get to play with other things such as being able to learn how to hack things and make your life a lot easier crawling through the 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 uh the, the spaceship while being able to hack sentry turrets cctv and what have you alternatively you can play with psychic powers which is more of a thing in system shock too yeah, and yeah. then that that allows you to uh, get through like uh, get through each of the stages a lot easier. Just think of the if you've played Bioshock or Bioshock Infinite, just think of the plasmids, and you get like an early precursor to that. There's a lot of a uh, lot of things going on in the game, and there's so many different ways you can play it, which is another great reason to give it a go. And and Vita says he's hoping to find his corpse in the remake. I assume it was, was it a crowdfunded thing, and he's um he's helped it get funded and that was a, a, a thing that he's backed as a reward i assume uh potentially 
Um, um, just in case you misheard me earlier, because um, I Quail has uh, come up with a, uh, a, a theory. Let me just put it this way: I in, did instead say binge, B I N G E, not the one that starts with M. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Next topic. Oh, we're going going sad now. We are going sad now, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah we are. All drop one for our homie, Mr. Hiroshi Ono. Please say I said that correctly. I Has believe sadly yeah. passed. He is gone. The legendary Namco Sprite artist. Now, a lot of people out there um, may not know of this, uh, know of the name too well, but you definitely know of the work. And I still think even if you're in that camp, it's still definitely worth bringing up. Uh, because he is a legendary sprite artist, a huge, hugely legendary sprite artist. If actually, uh, there's a documentary um, that was in the works uh, on the lead up to his uh, death, uh, and now that he has died, but they are going to still continue working on this documentary. It's a Japanese documentary, so I'm hoping it will be subtitled or whatever. But yeah, he worked on he worked on a lot. Uh, I know Mappy was one of the things he worked on at Namco. He was like one of the really old school people. Worked, joined in 1999. That's right. Yeah, he didn't um, leave until 2003 or something. 13. 2013 he was yeah. there for a good long old time you think you know the original artwork on things like dig dug this man did it uh yep. i know gallagher that was a real big one obviously xevious as well uh and and, and a hell of a lot more um mappy. Yeah. mappy comes to mind as well more of a japanese uh famicom release there but if you've ever played classic nes oh dear yeah the the man was 64 years old um when he um when he passed uh and he did not look well bless him no uh, it's very, very sad. Um, it's actually very, very, very sad. Yeah. Oh, mate. Oh, it's not. Um, yeah. yeah it came... was a, a long time illness. Um, uh, and yeah, unfortunately, you know, um, this has happened. And, and like I say, a lot of people out there might not might not know the name, but you know, that, that's that's fine as well. It's important to uh, look back at these absolute legends of the field, whether you know them or not, and, and give them the respect that they're, they're, they're due. Um yeah, I mean, this um, is the sad part of it all because around the time that um, Hiroshi Ono was creating his masterwork, I would say, uh, with mm -hmm. the sprite work that he did, this was around the time that um, Japanese companies didn't really show off their talent or they'd come up with alternative names. Um, and Hiroshi Ono's name uh, back in the credits of early Namco releases was Mr. Dotman. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah, reason they it, yeah. did this is because they didn't want other video game companies poaching their talent. And right. as a result, their names didn't get the sort of recognition that you, your typical Gl Cliff Blazinski's or Ken Levine's would get now. Um, mm -hmm. I, it's sad because I feel like although Hiroshi Ono has been active in the industry for a very, very long time, really his, his name has gone quite unnoticed. And that's why I would forgive you if you if we said the name and you you wouldn't know who it was because unfortunately that's just the way the industry was absolutely absolutely yeah. but yeah he is indeed a legend and um uh it's never too late to uh show some respect definitely and, um yeah that man deserves a lot of it so uh mwah, much love to this guy absolutely hiroshi ono uh rest in peace um, rest in peace and thank you yeah, absolutely. 64 years of age. 64 years too young. But uh, yeah, never forgotten with, 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 with games like Dig Dug, Gallagher, Xevious, Mappy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolute legend. Oh, yes. Let's move away from sad and move into the realms of angry. <laughs> um, yes. I don't right. know, actually. 
I don't know. I mean, so let's let's put it out to the chat over on YouTube Extra and um, Extra Slope, sorry, and uh, over on Twitch as well, forward slash Slopes Game Room. What is your opinion on the new Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack? That's what we're going to be chatting about now. In the UK, <laughs> it basically works out a thirty-five pound extra. Am I am I saying that right? Extra or is that the total? It's the total for um, the expansion pack plus the Nintendo Switch Online. Whereas right. Typical Nintendo Switch Online subscription would be twenty pound for the year. So you're paying an extra fifteen pounds. Right. Okay. Uh, for the year, an extra fifteen pound a year. Yes. Okay. Right. So just putting this into perspective, and I'm not defending it completely. In fact, I, I very rarely defend it. So if we were taking it on the old school Xbox Live arcade principle, back when that was yeah. thirty nine ninety nine for the year, a year subscription would cost you a net of about £3.33 a month. Now, mm-hmm. bearing in mind that Xbox Live Arcade, what it was and what it is now, um, it... It represented like this this whole big thing about being able to play online. You know, you um, it it felt necessary a necessary evil to be able to get the most out of your console. Yeah. When it comes to the Switch, the Nintendo Switch Online subscription was not a necessary evil. You did not need to do it. Um, and really, the only reason you'd want to do it is if you fancied the game of Mario Kart Online. And I'd I'd very rarely have the urge to play mario kart let alone with other people um so really it's held very little value to me i did like the nes and snes um like games that they dropped periodically but for me i always found the support to be somewhat lacking i mean you're talking about roms here these guys have access to hundreds if not thousands of games to be putting up and to only receive two or three a month it's very paltry and we all know um based on you know recent uh, recent things like the Wii the Wii U uh, the 3DS once they do a virtual console off um they will offer you a small amount per month over you know the couple of years that they have it and then they scrap it all and move on to the next console and then they start again and it's the same mm-hmm. games again and i'm really worried that this is going to happen again so for me I find it very difficult to commit to paying a subscription fee for a whole year, essentially a season pass for these online for these retro games. Mm. Um, when I don't know what I'm going to get and whether they're going to actually support the thing, because they always give you a great selection at the start, don't they? It's like a yeah, mini yeah, yeah. selection, but they never really carry it on. And I'm just I'm kind of sick of repeating that cycle, and I kind of want to break it. Mm. But that's not to say that's the only thing you're getting here. And please do jump in whenever you like um, when it comes to this. Because you're also getting you're getting the N64 stuff. You're getting the Mega Drive stuff. I own most of the Mega Drive games. I own most of the N64 stuff. You're getting some Animal, Cross, Animal Crossing DLC. Don't play yeah. Animal Crossing. Um, and the one cool thing that comes out of all of this is that you can play some of these N64 games online. That is really cool. Same with the Mega Drive stuff. You can play... The multiplayer games online via the switch mm. which is neat but it's probably not a feature i use <laughs> so i don't know it, it, it is neat and the the obvious thing is at least with the mega drive or genesis for the american listeners like there is already a mega drive slash genesis collection available and you even can get some of them individually with sega ages and stuff like that like the better version to get is the single downloads and um yeah to be fair, the Mega Drive collection uh, as well that you can get, like that's already a thing. Um, 
and I, I just feel like it, it, it's takeaway about a pound. It's, it's it's almost exactly double the price for these extras. It just feels like a real random throw it in there and see what it is. Because why is Animal Crossing thrown in the middle? That's such a bizarre yeah. thing to add in there. Because that's so tailored to just Animal Crossing. And I understand Animal Crossing was a very uh, successful um, uh, selling game, but it's just like it's really bizarre. Like I I why resent add that in there. I resent the possibility that I am paying additional for this Animal Crossing DLC. I resent that. Mm. Um, because the, the Animal Crossing DLC is £25 on its own. You cannot play that DLC without the initial game. Now, if it was something like Tetris 99, I'd guess it, because that's a standalone release. You, yeah. can, do what, you, can, you can play that regardless. And whether I want to play it or not is besides the point. But that's Animal Crossing DLC, which I don't want, which I'll never play, and I feel like I'm paying for it. Yeah, it's really, really odd. Um, so first, yeah, the Mega Drive one, that's a bit uh, a bit strange. I mean, it's a great selection of games. I mean, the Mega Drive has yeah. got some of the best games out there, but unfortunately, Sega do like to put them on everything. Um, I can play them on my Fire TV. I can play them in two different ways in some cases, just on this system alone, and now a third way. Um, you know, there, there's there's PlayStation 4 versions, PlayStation 3. Um, there were there, there released collections on the PlayStation 2. Uh, as well like they, they they pump out collections of these games all the time and that's why unfortunately um um super nintendo games in when in competition super nintendo and nes games are a little bit more um they, they, they hold a bit more value um the perfect example is you know how many times was sega even back in the day before they you know went third party were releasing the original sonic trilogy um, you could get the Mega Sonic collection on the PC, then they release them as a single, just Sonic and Knuckles on the PC, and they just keep pumping out these different versions, even Sonic yeah. Jam. They just keep pumping them out and pumping them out and pumping out. And I remember they did a Sonic Gems collection, I think it was, which was one, two, three, and Knuckles. I think it had CD on there as well. Um, yeah, so you had Mega Collection, which was one, two, three, Knuckles, and the Game Boy, uh, the Game Gear releases. Yeah, and then you had the Gems collection, which was the the flagships were Sonic CD, Sonic the Fighters, Sonic the R, Fighters. yeah, and then uh, some of the Master System releases. But they have these collections of games that are top ten, ten out of ten games in some regards, especially Sonic Two and Three, especially um, Sonic R, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when they released them, like the, 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 the reviews were like, "Oh, come on, it's just a collection of old games." And yet, the same year, Nintendo would put out. Uh, an old Super Nintendo uh, Mario game on the Game Boy Advance, standalone on its own, not really adding anything to it. And it was getting, oh, it's still a great game, 10 out of 10. Um, yeah. And uh, it's, it's, it's the way Sega just push it out as much and much as much as possible. That sadly devalues it a little bit compared to to, to Nintendo, um, uh, the way they do things. Now, yeah, to, be, to be fair, Sega does have the tendency to release multiple uh, game collections on the same hardware. Yeah, <laughs> as yeah. we've seen with the Switch, because there's like three different versions of Sonic One that you can buy now, if I think not so. more. I think yeah, so. four with yeah. this. They, they 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 go full on with it. Yeah, but um, uh, yeah. I mean, technically, it's not the worst deal in the sense of like it's fifteen pound for the year to play these. And on, on top of the yeah, this one. Yeah, on top of the rest. Yeah, of course. But I do feel like it's such a random thrown together N64 games, Mega Drive games, and uh, Animal Crossing DLC. That's just so obscure. If that entire lot, if that entire part, bottom part of the screen, which we're seeing there, had about literally five 
different consoles and PC Engine and Neo Geo and um, uh, you know like, ar- arcade classics or whatever it may be. Game Gear, uh, Game Boy people over did that, and they did all these. Then yeah, it would start to become a little bit more interesting. Um, yeah, that's that's one thing that stands out to me. Right, is if people accept this. And if people um, are fine with paying extra for these formats, mm. what stops them from creating another expansion pack that gives you access to Neo Geo games, Game Boy Advance titles? Yeah. When does it stop? I don't want it to be like my, like I bring it up again, but like my Amazon Fire, where it's like, oh, you want to watch Now TV? That's an extra £5. You want to watch Shudder? That's an extra £5. Netflix, yeah. Disney Plus? I don't want that for this. I just want a set price job done like you you're always complimenting game pass um yeah the competition is showing nintendo how to do this sort of stuff and they're not following suit um unfortunately they're trying to do things their own way and sometimes when nintendo do things their own way um you know it isn't the greatest thing you know virtual boys a perfect example them trying to do things their own way but when they sometimes other times do things their own way they completely dominate um switch is the perfect example it's one of my favorite systems of all time the, 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 the biggest problem with this is obviously everyone's fixating on this extra 15 pound or whatever it is to to get the switch online expansion pack plus my biggest issue is still with the original nintendo switch online it's still a terrible service yes it's so bad and that's as the baseline of just playing um uh playing people online i i've only ever had a couple of games of mario kart uh eight i think online because it's just so am i even playing people where's where's the where's the interaction this it's really really quite crap um and uh you know we're moving into a world where even young kids want to play online you know you can put um you know uh, uh restrictions in there so that they're you know not talking to people but my son's just got roblox on his tablet so that's going to now absorb absorb his life you know minecraft's a big thing for nintendo obviously all of their mario karts your pikmin they've got so many great multiplayer games there's some mario party stuff coming out but mario party that that's going to be one that's online the next one can you imagine playing mario party where everyone in the room is quiet and there's yeah. no talking no it's, i mean it's so that, bad it, Defeats the purpose. Now, I, I'm fully, I'm fully for the idea of being able to play those games online. I mean, Mario Party was one of those games that was going to die if it didn't include that at some point. Likewise yeah. with Mario Kart. Likewise with Super Smash Brothers. But all of the sports games, tennis, uh, uh, golf, you know, all of these every- games they do everything. They've got some great, great multiplayer games. Get it online. It's nuts. Yeah, I have, I have a two gig, a two hundred gigabit. Uh, megabit connection for my sorry not amazing um 200 <laughs> megabit connection in my uh in my home i've got a really robust wi-fi system i use a wi-fi mesh it's it's a lot of fun and it does the job really really well every time i try to play super smash brothers online i get the worst lag and nothing improves if i try to connect it via the online service is dire and it's so bad i refuse to believe that people are paying just for that yeah, I mean, I, I I do pay for online. It's um, it, it's something that I you know I question why 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 do I because I don't really use it. Um, you got those NES and SNES games, but you do, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, oh mate, it's not good. It's not good. I might I generally might cancel my online option. No, no, I won't. My someone uses it for Mario Maker, but um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's really really bad. It's like one of the key features that people were talking about. People were making videos because obviously people love making videos, but people were making videos about how exciting it is that the Nintendo Switch OLED's going to have an ethernet port. Like, really? Yeah. 
Really? That's is like that all... an exciting thing? Uh, it, it kind of echoes what happened yesterday with the Apple um, event. I don't know if anybody's seen that, but people were losing their minds because Apple have put a HDMI socket on their Mac. Hmm. How amazing is that? You know, the thing they removed about eight years prior because they wanted yeah. to be courageous. It's just silly. It's it's all in a, it's all in a uh, bid to, you know, make make more money for the company and I'm, i don't begrudge that you know nintendo have got overheads to pay and what have you and you know it, some of these n64 games will be fresh to someone and i love the idea that someone's going to have access to them so i do not begrudge those n64 games being on there but having played and collected you know nintendo consoles over the years i cannot help but feel like i'm treading the same water here that n64 selection barring banjo kazooie is mm. all of the stuff we've seen on virtual console before including yeah. some of the the games that they're going to be releasing in phase two i do not want to spend a penny on this service until i've got a genuine like roadmap for what's coming after Absolutely. because you know I love the N64. It's one of my favorite consoles. I love the fact it's gone 60 hertz for power region. They didn't do that for the Wii U, but they do need to they do need to back it up. And every time they get to N64, I have a joke in my head that plays every time. And when they reach the N64 support on, you know, the virtual console, that means that the next console is on its way soon. Yeah, absolutely. Because the, the, it, they'll start it all over again. The the Dreamcast had ability to be able to go online from the get-go. Uh, and the PlayStation you had to buy attachments for, but PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, uh, Xbox, you know, 360, One, like, come on, Nintendo, catch the fuck up. It's it's bad. And it's not just, you know, the fact that you're not including this as an as an easy thing for people to be able to do. It's it's um yeah, it's an embarrassing service as well. Um and um yeah, I, the, if if I didn't have a kid that uploads really quite crappy levels online, um, I would pretty mm-hmm. dreadful. Whoa, my chair just flew back. <laughs> Even my chair's pissed off. Right, the Nintendo 64 launch lineup, just in case you're wondering, uh, including in this is Mario 64, hence why they got rid of it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, got rid of that physical version. They've done a limited run themselves. It does make me think that Mario 35, that... that, that um, um, what was it that, that that battle royale Mario type game? Uh, that may be coming as a download. Maybe I'd like that. I'd much rather that they included it as opposed to uh, te- as opposed to this Animal Crossing. Guff. Although, can you imagine the backlash if they did do that? They, um, you know, they took Mario away from you, and then six months later, oh, you can. That would have hurt. <laughs> mm. Um, so yeah, Super Mario sixty four, Legend of Zelda: Rock Arena of Time, Mario Kart sixty four, Lilith Wars, or um, uh, Star Fox. Uh, Sin and Punishment, that's that's the big standout one for me. That, that I that's like. great, that game. Yeah. Genuinely great. Uh, Dr. Mario 64, again, another great game. It's it's basic as, but you know it's on this system, which is kind of portable, so it works. Uh, Mario Tennis 64, uh, Operations Winback, Operation Winback, uh, and Yoshi's Story. Then you're in 64 games, and on your Mega Drive lineup, you've got Sonic 2, Streets of Rage 2, Echo the Dolphin, Castlevania Bloodlines, fantastic game. Contra Hard Corps, fantastic game. Dodge Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, Golden Axe, Gunstar Heroes, Musha, uh, great game. Uh, Fantasy Star 4, Rise Star, Shine, oh, sorry, Shining Force, Shinobi 3, and Strider. There's a, I mean, there are, yeah. uh, I mean, half of that is the top 10 of the Mega Drive, straight up, like, you know, yeah. half of the, yeah, brilliant games. And then upcoming games, you've got Banjo and Kazooie, Pokemon Snap, uh, Majora's Mask, which I actually prefer. Three excellent games, straight yeah. off the bat there. 
Kirby 64, the Crystal Shards. That's one I don't I haven't I don't think I've ever played that. One. Quite a rare title for the UK. Yeah. Uh Mario Golf, Paper Mario, a great game. And F Zero. I mean there are some fantastic games there, but <clears throat> yeah, it's yeah, I, I pretty much own all of those and I, I wouldn't fault any of those titles. I mean the good stuff on the N sixty four is really good. And don't get me wrong. Um but for the, the the sake of a ROM on an on a Switch, I just don't think this this the the asking price is there. I don't think it's right, mm-hmm. and I certainly don't think it's right that people one feel like they're probably paying that five pound extra for the Animal Crossing DLC, and yeah. the yeah, I'm I'm waiting to see what happens on websites like CD Keys and what have you because I know that this will come up cheaper. I'm just waiting. For it, that it's, it's, a, it's it's just so bizarre. It's it's free, very weird things. Uh, the fact um, it's so strange. Animal it slaps him so weird. Um, let's have a look at the chat. We got uh, Ultimate Joshy Washiness says Nintendo really outdid themselves with their senseless greed. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Michael Scally actually says we wanted to we wanted plus ten dollars. We expected plus twenty dollars, but got plus thirty dollars. It's just too, uh, just too damn much. And uh, Nintendo's online phobia during the GameCube era era was embarrassing that was another attachment and i yeah. was I, don't, I remember seeing it once or twice in the shop but i don't know anyone anyone ever had it um and then over over on twitch uh b- b- people are basically saying the same thing um uh expansion pack pricing just validates my decision to buy it cart cot of mario full stars and the sega genesis classics I'm, I'm exactly the same they call me fizz uh dr mario 64 was never released in australia says vetus oh there you go that's not a bad thing um yeah i mean there's people praising the games, and they are they are good games. I'm not a, a big N64 fan, but you know, um, just um, yeah, it's weird. There, there, there should have been at least at least four different consoles, even if they were lower lower base ones like um, like Master System and like I say the original Game Boy. Uh, if you were just going to keep them Sega and Nintendo, uh, but I think or, it would be nice if you got some PC Engine stuff in there as well. Or what would be really nice for people like me who just want these retro games? Mm. Give us the option to do like a season pass, twenty quid for twenty quid for like wave one or twenty quid for wave two. I would much rather it be delivered in that way than than this online subscription because I know that after the thirty five pound I spend for one year's worth of play, I lose access to those games completely. Mm. That's you know what the. Uh... You know, the, the the thing we really want more than anything is uh, just one cartridge. Even if it's I mean, it would yeah. be a full price game, but one cartridge with these games on. Even, even if they they released them as a as, as a collection, like part one, and that had like four games on it. Part two, four games. Uh, I hope they would have more than four. I'm talk, obviously talking N64 here, and Mega Drive, because that already exists. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, those games as a little collection that would be that 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 would go for some, wouldn't it? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, says, I mean, uh, the Mega Drive stuff has been re-released how many times? And Nintendo fans act like the games never got released before. Weird. And hey, good, good to have you here, buddy. As well. <sighs> sad, sad. And uh, hey, Vikeko, chat me. Should we move on from this? Yeah, I just. It's sad. Yeah, it gets it out of my sight. Absolutely. <laughs> the, the, the most important thing, Nintendo, you need to do more before anything is fix your online service, which I don't think is probably possible to do on the system they currently have. But the next one that comes out, I want that. Fully online system, bloody shipping with a headset. Like, prove that you are in it, in it for yeah. the win. Because it's a little bit sad. What's still playing catch up? Also, to a message to Nintendo, uh, Nintendo fans that are just actively defending everything Nintendo do because you still exist. And I, I am 
partially one of you i really want to like stuff like the nintendo switch online services i yeah. really want to like the switch oled there's always something holding me back and i'm just becoming more aware of the issues of nintendo's complacency yeah. when it comes to these little things that make the biggest amount of difference stop now, defending bad practice now because, is the time for them yeah. to sort it out yeah yeah because if you keep doing so it becomes the norm it does not get better and no amount of moaning on twitter is going to change that so <laughs> vote with your wallets please yeah and and, and they, they need to wake up because even though it is still one of the best-selling systems ever and it's still one of my favorites i mean i'm behind me i've got like an entire bookcase of nothing but switch games uh, literally it's only switch games on that and it's it's, it's, it's huge um I, I, I absolutely adore the games on the systems and the fact that it's kind of become like a retro system, but with now competing systems like the Steam Deck becoming, uh, coming out and the system, because, you know, it is an underpowered machine compared to the PlayStation 5 and, and uh, Xbox Series X uh, and S, uh, you know, people are starting to emulate these games as well. Yeah. You, you, can, you can 4K Metroid. You can play Metroid Dread better on your PC than you can on its original console. A, a brand new system has come out. They need to really up their service. Uh, Nintendo are really, worthwhile. yeah, they're really driving people to piracy with mm -hmm. their current practice. They wouldn't have to squash as many, you know, emulation websites or these little bugs as they probably see them as if they just made more consumer friendly mo um, moves. I, I'm sorry, but yeah, Nintendo are becoming, if, if you hadn't realized already, they're kind of the bad guys right now to me. Sorry. Genesis does. <laughs> Every other system <laughs> does. Nintendo. Right. Let's move into a little bit more of an upbeat news because uh, you can play Doom on a piano. You can play Doom on an oscilloscope. You can play Doom on calculators, um, cash machines, pretty much everything. And yeah. now you can play Doom on. Say it with me. Twitter. Yes. <laughs> so, tweet to Doom. How does it work exactly? Go on, you go so, for it. The idea is there is a bot on Twitter now. Um, if you go to Tweet to Doom and you feed it actions such as move, shoot, turn, um, it will essentially record those actions, put it in a what Doom refers to as a game demo, um, which is how you know speedrunning actually came to be. I'll, I'll explain that a bit more. Mm -hmm. um, and then it sends you a video of where you got up to, which is really, really cool. So it's game... So game demos, the way that used to work is instead of um, essentially recording the screen of the game, it would record your motions, your inputs, and then it would take those inputs and then essentially play the game for you with the inputs that you've already done. Yeah. So it would create a like-for-like -like video of what you've played. It was really cool. Sometimes so that's when, what when you look doing. up um, long plays or videos, people have actually done it where it's... Um it's all predetermined keys that they've put in to be able to complete a level all the way through as quick as they can. Hence why the character's always like pointing downwards or something like just to get through as quick as they can. And this is kind of the same thing, if I'm not mistaken. Pretty much. Yeah. So there's actually been a speed run on tweet to doom. Uh, mm -hmm. Someone's put in the, the motions required to be able to complete the first level E1 M1 um, with a time of 0 0.11, uh, sorry, 11 seconds. Yep. And um, that's only three seconds slower than the actual controlled speedrun, which is crazy. It's, it's I love stuff like this. I, I I wonder where we will be able to play Doom next. What's what's left? What's not been ventured? 
I know. At this rate. <laughs> I know. And uh, you can play it on a piano, can't you? You can play Doom on a piano. I know that's one of the funnier. Yeah. Yeah, there's um, cardboard Doom as well. Um, someone made like a full recreation of E1M1 in cardboard that yeah. you can actually like kind of play with, carry your gun through. So yeah. <laughs> hang the speaking spell, says Goat King. Yes, speak and spell. I'd love to see it actually playable on something like um, the Fummy. That's what that's what needs to happen. The yeah, that, that, that will happen. That will <laughs> the happen. Thumb sized. Um, I mean, it's got no that screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doom on a pregnancy test. Yes, that it. That was a thing, wasn't it? One of those. Uh, one of those tests that has the screen that tells you how many how many weeks you are along. Yeah. Someone yeah. managed to get it playing on that. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it's it's so ridiculous. So here's actually one here. Uh, the, the, the way it got sent in, so it's play, and, it, and it's just jargon, but like 4F, 13 USF, 3 USL. So it's basically sending it uh, uh, distances and directions. Uh, and yeah. that that's then it puts it all in and then sends you the video. It's so, so cool. It's so <laughs> cool that we now get to play Doom on Twitter. Well, I, I say we. I, I, wouldn't, I, I'm, I wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really cool. Um, so the the difference in the speed run, just for those who are interested, because I watched a document, uh, like one of those mini documentaries. Uh, mm-hmm. A shout out to Easy Escape who puts these together. Um, he uh, he showcased that the the only difference between say a world record speed run and what we're seeing on the screen right now is the perfection in which um, they could go go through that door. So there's there's a particular method where you can like kind of strafe to the side and be able to push through the door just that little bit quicker and that's the 0.3 seconds required to get a world record it's done pretty well it's just doom on an ipod doom on an ipod doom on an ipod nano (laughs) through uh doom on an ipod nano again i've got an ipod uh, Doom, Doom on, on a Soldier Boy console, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the one thing it won't be able to do. Um, Doom on a MacBook Pro Touch Bar. Yes, that's the obscure stuff I like to see. That's the only real use for that thing. <laughs> um, it's you know, it's quite funny that the only thing that can't really play Doom all that well is probably like the Mega CD. So it's the 32X, which is actually has an official port of Doom, but it was awful. It's all done um, with fart sounds, isn't it? Pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. I, I think it was like half parody esque, but it, it was pretty much like that. Whoa, hang on, Doom on a Vectrex. How does that look? Oh yes, please. I mean, it <laughs> technically works. Oh my god, it looks good. <laughs> For what it is, it looks good. I mean, it doesn't look playable too much. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. No, the 3DO version is not the worst. The 32 32X version absolutely is. And for everyone that wants to listen, have anyone hear that? That is Doom on the 32X. There we go. And just keep it going until we get to the widdly widdly bit. Oh God. I know someone did a, a joke of it, um, and it was it made made it sound like all fart sounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, anyway, I think we're done yeah. now, aren't we? I, I <laughs> think so. Yeah, here. that's how we end a podcast. We end it Absolutely. with fart jokes. Um, yeah, some fart jokes. There we go. What, like? The Saturn version is still the worst. Really? What the worst game oh, or the worst sounding? Let, let me let me see. I need to verify this because the Saturn. I would expect it to be slightly better. Yeah, I would. Saturn I mean, it's, it's CD quality, surely. Yeah. 
Doom and the Sega Saturn. I mean, one of the best ones is... Oh, my word. That's pretty bad. I mean, they went full screen, but it didn't do much to improve things. Oh, what, the actual gameplay, you mean? Mm. There you go. There you go. Right, guys, because this is probably not that interesting for people that are listening. We're going to end it there. Yeah. Um, but thanks for hanging out, everyone. Um, we enjoyed the topics tonight. This was good. Not enough Sega, but we, I, I, we, we, we did shoehorn a little bit in there as well. Yeah, we, 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 we talked about the Sega Saturn and 32X and for all the right reasons, obviously. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, guys, thank you so, so much. Vitas wants Doom on a Zebo. I'm sure that. Zoom. Zoom Doom. <laughs> right, guys, we're going to end it there. Let's roll that outro. Thank you all so, so much for hanging out. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Slope's Cast, the retro gaming news show with myself, DJ Slope, and my co-host, Grizzly Cryden, recorded live on Twitch every single Tuesday night. If you want to listen in live, then make your way over to twitch.tv forward slash Slope's Game Room at 9pm UK time, 1pm Pacific Standard Time, and 4pm Eastern Standard Time. And as stated, if you want to be in a chance to be on a future episode, then please do consider supporting the show on Patreon or as a YouTube member. And finally, if you do have any news stories for us then please do feel free to drop them in the dedicated rooms over on discord at discord.gg forward slash slopes game room and until next time guys this is dj slope signing out and hopefully i'll see you all next time